0: Good morning, and welcome to Midpoint Wednesday. I'm Shelley Reback, your host for WMNF's Mid-Florida, Midweek Mid-Morning dose of news and public affairs with a local perspective. You are, of course, listening to WMNF 88.5 FM, Tampa Bay's only independent FM radio, brought to you by you, because we are supported by generous listeners like you who keep us commercial-free 24-7 today, I'd like to suggest that there isn't a single person living in Hillsborough County, Florida, who would disagree with me when I say that our transportation system here is the absolute worst. Our roads are overcrowded and poorly maintained. Our traffic safety is appalling, with more pedestrian and bicyclist deaths here than in larger cities like Miami, Atlanta, Los Angeles, or Dallas. Our poorly timed traffic lights in intersections seem to have a mind of their own, making just crossing the street a hazard zone. Our streets are flooding in even the shortest rainstorm, and climate change will put us deeper underwater. And perhaps most disturbing of all, we have virtually no reliable, convenient public transit alternatives operating regularly throughout the county to get some cars off the road and move people around for work and play. I double-dog dare anyone to disagree with me that Hillsborough County is a traffic hellscape. And with 115 people moving to the Tampa metro area every day, it promises to only get worse. What can we do about it? Well, my guests today have a suggestion. I'd like to welcome Tyler Hudson, Christina Barker, and Kevin O'Hare to Midpoint Wednesday so they can tell us all about the All for Transportation campaign to pass a new referendum to put a sales tax dedicated to transportation funding on the November ballot. Welcome folks.
1: Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: glad to have you. So Tyler, let me start with you. I'm feeling like this is deja vu all over again. All over again. Here we are (laughs) back in the studio. I remember remember in the past having you on on the show to talk about all for transportation. Didn't we go through all this before with a transportation tax? Uh, for all of the 115 new people moving to the area um, regularly, give us some history on the transportation uh, funding uh, brouhaha. Uh, For folks that may be new to the area or who didn't follow it last time around, give us some history. Sure.
1: So the the hellscape that you um, so capably illustrated (laughs) in the introduction there, it's it's not accidental how we got here. Uh, It's not inevitable either. There have been efforts going back decades to fix our transportation system. There were ballot measures in 2010. Uh, There was an attempt in in 2016 that didn't even get to the voters. So in 2018, we started all for transportation to give citizens a voice and whether this transportation status quo is acceptable to them. And we got about 72,000 people in just a matter of six weeks in the summer of 2018 to sign a petition to put it on the ballot. And it uh, was approved with 57% of the vote, which in in Hillsborough County is pretty significant. We're, We're a little bit divided here on the ballot typically. And uh, unfortunately, there was a lawsuit challenging uh, how, how, that, how that was done. And the, the Florida Supreme Court made their decision. And so in 2022, the county commission, who the courts say are the only folks who can put these things on the ballot, they've put it on the ballot. And so for those- Now,
0: hundred- let me stop you for a second there, because we're leaving out some significant things. So the lawsuit was uh, brought by Stacy White, Correct. a commissioner, a county commissioner from East Hillsboro. And in the interim- the county commission was flipped from a Republican-dominated commission to now a Democratic-majority commission. And so perhaps that's one of the reasons why now um, All for Transportation ballot initiative has some support from our local political leaders.
1: Absolutely. I mean, in 2018, not only did All for Transportation pass, I mean, did the voters express their support for transportation funding? They also expressed their support for individuals who promised transportation funding. They did it again in 2020, and they're going to do it, I think, again in in 2022, along with, you know, we hope supporting this critical investment in transportation.
0: So now what happened with the lawsuit? Because in the interim, while the lawsuit uh, was pending, or was it maybe before the lawsuit was brought, there were tax dollars collected in Hillsborough County, and there was a pool of money generated from this tax before the lawsuit was finally resolved.
1: That's correct. And, and, and Tallahassee is, is going to sort out how, how that's going to get spent. There's there's a lot of support for efforts to get that money back to Hillsborough County to have it be spent on transportation. But the biggest problem um, and the most grievous consequence, I think, of that suit was the delay. Because you mentioned the 100,000 or so people who have moved to this area since 2018. Fixing the tra- challenges we have that you you so capably laid out has gotten more expensive too. In 2018, we talked a lot about backlogs wasn't just about building for the future, but fixing those potholes we have, widening the roads, creating new sidewalks. That was about a $9 billion problem in 2018. Now it's about a $13 billion problem because infrastructure doesn't decay in a nice, even linear way. It gets bad, bad, and then it really bottoms out. We're at risk now of that happening. We're at the risk of 91% of bridges in Hillsborough County being in poor or failing condition. Um, And it's not a whole lot better for the roads. This is investment is what we need—not only to correct the the neglect of the past, but really build for the future, where a lot more neighbors are going to be joining us.
0: So, uh, I I want to go back to where that money is now. How do we get it back? How do we how do we get back the money that's been collected so far?
2: Recently, a local judge ruled, and this is Christina Barker yeah. who's talking. Hello, um, you know. The Florida Supreme Court decided that they were going to overturn the referendum, but they did not prescribe any remedy for how the funds were going to be allocated that had already been collected. And so recently, Judge Barbas here in Hillsborough County, that issue got kicked back to him. He ruled that the money had to be spent on transportation projects in Hillsborough County, but he sent it to the state to decide how to divvy that up. And so we know the money will be spent here in Hillsborough County on transportation projects. We're kind of waiting to see what the plan from the state is about how that money, where exactly the money goes. Um, there's no shortage of projects that it could go to. They have a $13 billion list of projects they can choose from. Um, but ultimately the most important thing, I think for residents of Hillsborough County is to know that those dollars are going to be spent on transportation in their community, just like they voted for in 2018.
0: Isn't isn't there any way to just have the state send that money back to Hillsborough County in full and have the Hillsborough County Commission uh, decide where the money's spent?
2: That very well may be what Tallahassee decides to do. They may say, okay, the cities each get something, the county gets something, um, or they may work with the county and the local governments to pick projects. That's just an answer we don't have right now. And what
0: guarantee do we have that that's going to be resolved in a timely fashion like early in the next legislative session? Do we have any sense of that? I mean, it's it's like $500 million or something of a pool of money just sitting there that Hillsborough County is supposed to have at its uh, disposal.
1: I think there's a lot of de- desire in Tallahassee to, to get the money back to where it came from, which is Hillsborough County. The, the specific details of, of, of how that's uh, documented. I, I think some of those details are, are left to be figured out, but I, I think that they there's an awareness that the money should be spent here. We the need is very clear, as you said, it's tough to find people who disagree with the need. And the fact that the tax you know came out of Hillsborough County that
0: residents' pockets. It came right. out of my pocket, your pocket, right. all of our pockets. And, yeah. and
1: we need to get what we paid for.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just you know I just hope that it it is going to be expedited somehow. And that it won't be turned into some sort of like pork barrel designation by, you know, some of our uh, Hillsborough County representatives.
2: I think that the Judge Barbas's order really helps prevent from that happening since he did say what it needed to be spent on. So we know that it will at least go towards our transportation crisis and nothing else. Um, But we all, you know, we always say that this effort is not for lack of electing good leaders and staying vigilant about where our funds are spent and what projects are getting funded. And so we're putting the same sort of effort that we are into this new campaign into ensuring exactly what you said happens.
0: Mm. Okay, so uh, let me, To both of you, Tyler Hudson and Christina Barker from All for Transportation, Um, wherefore is this referendum different from the previous one, if it is uh, different? Is there going to be another lawsuit challenging it? Is it vulnerable to that the way apparently the first one was? Um, You know, how is it different from? From
1: the last referendum. Sure. I mean, it, it's not different in what it does. It is different in how it does it. And, and in 20, in 2018, or you know, it took it until 2021 for the Florida Supreme Court to make a decision. And what they said was, you know, citizens really have a limited ability to direct how their own tax dollars are spent. The, the way that that's done is really through electing people and having those elected officials make those decisions. This 2022 effort is entirely compliant with that. We we didn't gather petitions again. This wasn't a citizen-initiated process at all. It was the county commission, through the power that they have as the legislative body of Hillsborough County, saying, we want to put this on the ballot. So in, in our view, that really cures... You know, the issues that were were talked about last time. There, there's no question that it was the county commission saying these are the this is the plan that we want to put, and we're we're thrilled that it is that all for transportation plan, which I think is very balanced and you know focuses on safety, congestion, oversight. But it was the county commission putting it on the ballot this time, not voters by petition. And that, you know, I think makes a very big difference.
2: It's a real testament to the county commission we have right now because they could have easily said, you know, we're going to throw this out. We're going to go our own way. We have our own plan. We, We have our own ways that we want this money spent. And instead, They made the choice to respect the voters and what the voters voted for in 2018. We didn't collect petitions in 2018 because we thought it would be fun. We did it because we didn't have the votes on on the county commission to get this investment on the ballot and give voters a choice. And so I think that the county commission deserves a lot of credit for putting nearly the exact same plan back on the ballot to voters. This is the community's transportation plan, and they're going to get a chance to implement it again.
0: Now didn't I read that there um is a a lawsuit challenging this new plan as well um I, I read in La Gazzetta that uh Karen Jerock um is that her name? Jerosh, yeah. Yeah. uh sued to keep the referendum um to increase sales tax by 1% for 30 years to improve our transportation systems off the ballot, claiming that the language on the ballot is factually defective and misleading. And it also alleges that the ballot language violates state law because it fails to be a specific narrow question on which to vote. Um, I'm not sure that that sounds like a very successful lawsuit, but is what's the status of that now?
1: We think it's a political tactic that's masquerading as a frivolous lawsuit. Um, the judge Barbus in 2018 looked at the exact same issue that they're alleging now about the ballot language and said it's entirely compliant with state law. The ballot language is nearly identical to what was used last time. Ballot language is not an issue in the Florida Supreme Court case at all, so we are very confident. And that the the county is going to vigorously defend it, and we, we we are focusing on making sure that folks know that the transportation status quo is what's on the ballot. This isn't about lawsuits. Lawsuits don't you know, fill potholes. This is about whether or not we're going to choose an entirely different course for our transportation future.
0: And and uh, in relation to what you suggested about this being a more of a political stunt, um, and a and a frivolous lawsuit. Apparently, according to reporting by La Gazetta, at least, Karen Jeroche uh, yep. mm-hmm. is a bigwig with the Heritage Action for America organization, which is a sister organization for the Very Conservative Heritage Foundation, which is a conservative Republican think tank, apparently. Um, so that seems to support your suggestion that this is just a political ploy and and not really a serious legal claim.
1: That's right. I mean, I think they're they're bringing, I think, kind of partisan politics into an issue that we view as entirely apolitical, which is we have a failing transportation system. It's an unsafe transportation system. And that affects people regardless of who you vote for. Um, Republican, Democrat, or or anywhere on either side. This is not a political issue at all. It's a quality of life issue, and it affects every single person in Hillsborough County, no matter where you live. And that's why the plan, the Offer Transportation Plan back in 2018, which has been carried forward into 2022, is so balanced by dividing the funding among our abundant needs, which is roads. But it's also thinking through public transit, it's sidewalks, it's even things that might not conventionally present As a transportation issue, like streetlights, a lot of, you know, bike, pedestrian, car on car. Oh,
0: yeah, we're going to talk about that for sure. But what's the status of that lawsuit right now? Is it in is it pending in front of a court?
1: Is it? It, it's been filed, from what I understand, and, and a judge has been assigned. But I, we're, we're not aware that there's been any hearing scheduled. That they're, they're, this is going to be on the ballot. There's mm-hmm. there's there's no question about that.
0: Okay, yeah, that was my question. Do we have to run the risk of uh, it not being on the ballot?
1: It, it's going to be at the end of. Uh, it, I don't think this ballot will be quite as long as 2018, but we're going to be towards the very bottom.
0: It's mm-hmm. always toward the very yes. bottom. <laughs> Look yes. for the referendum That's at right. the end of your ballot, and don't leave without a vote on the referendum. Look don't for, just vote the top at the ticket and walk out, Amen. like people tend to do in midterms. All right, you're listening to Midpoint on WMNF Community Radio, and we are talking with the team from All for Transportation campaign. We have Tyler Hudson here, Christina Barker, and their campaign manager, Kevin O'Hare. The ballot initiative to pass the transportation tax will be on the Hillsborough County ballot in November. And if you have questions or comments about the transportation tax, give us a call at 813-239-9663, email us at dj at wmnf.org, or text us at 813-433-0885. Okay, so uh, Christina, I want to turn to you now. Um, Last time around, the business community in uh, Hillsborough County was... Strongly in favor of the tax, if I recall correctly. So, where does the business community stand now? And
2: we have um, significant support from the business community. I think, you know, their support for these issues goes all the way back to 2010, 2014, 2016. The business community has always seen the value of making sure that our infrastructure is keeping up with our growth, and I think that's for different reasons for a lot of them. For instance, we get a lot of support from our healthcare providers in the city. They see their patients can't get to dialysis appointments, can't get to chemo treatments. Um, And so access to healthcare, we see large employers who just want to have their employees have a way to get to work. We talked to business owners who lost employees last time heart cut routes. Um, And so I think that for the business community, it's not just about economic development and ensuring that we have a prosperous community. It's also about, you know, the real Life impact on their employees, their patients, their students, and they see the value in making sure that we have a robust transit system and we have safe roads. So, you know, I have a question
0: here from Ray Roa from Creative Loafing who wants to know, in light of everything that you've just uh, suggested, Christina, do you think that uh, Stacy White regrets his lawsuit? Um, you know, he's, he's off the, the county commission now
2: yeah.
0: and just a citizen in Hillsborough County.
2: I I won't pretend to um, be able to speak for Commissioner (laughs) White. Uh, I do think, though, that the results from his lawsuit, the the delay has caused such incredible pain in the community, whether it is the loss of time and traffic, lives on our street, that I would hope that anyone who was involved with it does understand now that it was really setting the community back. And that's what we're trying to fix this time around.
0: All right, so who are the big backers now of this uh, second go-round for All for Transportation in the business community?
2: Uh, We have the support from almost the exact same list of um, businesses that we did in 2018. All three of our major sports teams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Lightning, the Rays. Um, We have support from Tampa General Hospital, Advent Health, Moffitt. Uh, We have support from uh, Jeff Vinnick, from Frank Morissani. So, you know, it's really a strategy of ours that we don't ask people. Residents to contribute to our campaign. We're asking them to make an investment in the transportation system in this county. Them being the business community. No, the voters, the 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 residents. We don't do. We don't ask for grassroots contributions because we're asking people to pay an investment into transportation, and that's their contribution. And so we don't ask them to contribute uh, to us getting the message out. Oh, I see.
0: Oh, I see. I I, I was confused. You're you're saying you don't fundraise to support the referendum campaign
2: from from, from residents from we residents. do not we do not you know you're because get, you're going to pay a, a penny sales tax that's price. what we're asking them to contribute we're I asking see. them to contribute that investment to transportation and so business the business community support is it, is critical to our effort because it's how we get the message out
0: mhm and the by getting the message out you mean persuade voters to vote in favor of this referendum.
2: And more importantly, educate voters on the Mm -hmm. state of our transportation system. I mean, I think that a lot of folks are living the failures of our transportation system every day, failures of our roads, failures of lack of transit, but it's not necessarily something you're thinking about hey, I have a role in fixing this. And every single person who walks into the ballot box in the, in November is going to have a choice to make. And they're going to have an ability to take that power and say, okay, we can make a change here by voting yes, um, or we can maintain the status quo, which is worsening by it's voting It's only going to no. get
0: worse with as the, the uh, metro area grows and more people come. I mean, I can't imagine... Um, People who live in East Hillsboro, for example, on those roads, you know, trying to commute, um, you know, being satisfied with the status quo, with the way things are.
1: And I think it's important to think about how uncommon this opportunity is. I mean, there, there's, so much, there's so much pervasive uh, disappointment with things that are going on in, in Washington or Tallahassee. I mean, here's an opportunity to focus on squarely on the, the biggest issue and the obstacle we have in this county transportation in a direct way to fund it. It's going to be spent locally. It's going to be managed locally by folks who are politically accountable locally. And this isn't sending money off to Washington and to Tallahassee. And that's in speaking to what Christina said about education. One really important educational piece of this is that, you know, you, you, you buy something for 10 bucks, you pay $0. 75 cents in sales tax, You know $0. 60 cents goes to Tallahassee. And that money's not coming back here for transportation. You send federal income taxes to Washington, D.C. That money's not coming back for transportation despite this being – we heard a lot about infrastructure week for about four years. Well, that infrastructure bill actually passed. There is real money available in Washington, D.C. for funding, but the state government, the federal government cannot commit those resources to a place like Hillsborough County because there's no local funding for the operation and maintenance. FDOT, USDOT, I mean, you can talk to them. They, they have projects, they have ideas, they have funding ready to go, ready to be deployed that because there is no local revenue source to operate and maintain those types of transportation improvements, our money goes to Charlotte, it goes to Miami, it goes to Orlando. That's not fair. And we've got a chance to do something about that this November.
0: Well, that was gonna be one of my questions um, with, with regard to the federal infrastructure uh, bill money that was available now. Why can't we get that instead of having a, a, you know, a tax that comes out of our local pockets because we're already paying taxes to the federal government? I think people need to have a, a very clear understanding of why um, we're asking for this tax this local tax, as opposed to relying on these Biden bucks from the infrastructure bill.
1: Sure. Just as you can imagine with the federal government, there's a little bit of paperwork. And when you apply for any type of funding from the federal government or the state government, you fill out some paperwork. And one of the most important things that a local government, whether it's the city of Temple Terrace or Hillsborough County or Hart, is going to fill out is what is your local revenue source that you're going to use to maintain and to operate these improvements that we, the federal or state government, are going to give you? And our answer is always about nothing. Because we have gas tax. There's, I mean, there, there are local revenue sources, but they're completely depleted and used up by our other abundant needs. Parks, firehouses, paying for um, you know, first responders and things like that. What this will do is create, in its first year alone, $340 million dollars. This will create a 30-year revenue stream that will allow us to bring back the state and federal tax dollars that we send to Tallahassee and Washington, but aren't able to get back for lack of a local match. So in certain cases, we're wholly disqualified from getting certain types of state and local fund or state and national funding that again, we pay for, we pay those tax dollars. In other cases, we're not necessarily disqualified, but we're at a substantially weaker position compared to places like Fort Lauderdale or Orange County or again, Charlotte or Salt Lake City or other places around the country and around the state that have done more to get out of this tra- the transportation mess that we find ourselves in. This is, a, this is a competition. There's no question about it. There's competition for those dollars, and we're putting ourselves at a huge disadvantage and letting our tax dollars go to other places um, by not having this local match. That is what's on the ballot this November.
0: I think that's a really important um, piece of information that the voters need to have to understand why we can't just rely on the federal infrastructure bill for our funding for local transportation needs. I think that's really a very important uh, piece of information to be distributed as you do your All for Transportation campaign. Um, So um, is there any chance at all that we could get a real public transit system throughout the county? Or is that too much to ask based on, you know, the historical needs that we need to address before we can do something, you know, bright, shiny and new?
1: It's it's absolutely not too much to ask, and it's exactly what voting yes for this plan in November can can do. Uh, but it's it's you know it's going to be the, the bus is the foundation of, of really any public transit system, and right now we've got a bus. We have a, a severely underfunded agency heart, and you have frequencies for many routes that are an hour. Yeah, that that is not reliable because if you miss it, you're late to work, you're late to pick up your kid. It's got grievous consequences, and right. so it, it is it is not an option. Um, for a lot of people. And that's something that is imperative to fix and which this funding can, can do. It can add, get new buses. We have a lot, of the Heart's fleet is aging, updating the fleet, looking at more sustainable types of, of you know, uh, you know electri- electrification of the bus lines, hiring people. It's incredibly difficult to hire Heart operators. We're losing a lot of folks to Amazon and other competitors. And looking, of course, at, at how do we have some sort of fixed guideway options, particularly bus rapid transit. That's something that works in a lot of markets around the country and could work in a place like Tampa.
2: And a lot of what Tyler's explaining there is our service upgrades that could happen fairly quickly when you take, I mean, if you look at Hart's um, last update to their transit development plan, it shows what they would do with funding if they had it. Every route that's 60 minutes becomes 30 minutes. Every route that's 30 minutes becomes 15 minutes. 340,000 additional hours of bus service on our roads. Um, making capital improvements to their heavy maintenance facility so they can better maintain their buses. And so people have a adequate, dignified working environment, which I can tell you right now at Hart is is a serious problem. The lack of investment has really gotten to a tipping point where if they don't get additional funding, we're going to see more routes cut, which is terrible for the community. um, And they're going to have a a significant problem maintaining employees. So we we know that a lot of what Hart can do would be pretty quick and quick order to get done, bus shelters. Um, and so it's, it's really critical that they get this funding, not only to plan for the long-term for BRT and for other options that down the road we can plan for and we can build, but voting yes gives an immediate opportunity for hard to improve service. Otherwise, they will be cutting it again. All right. You're
0: listening to Midpoint uh, and we are talking with the team from All for Transportation Uh, which is promoting a ballot initiative that you'll see on your ballot in November for a sales tax increase dedicated to transportation funding. I have a call here from Rebecca from Safety Harbor, who's been very patient. Uh, She has a question for the team. Rebecca, you're on the air. Thanks. Um, I wondered if your guest could comment on last week you had State Senator Brandeis on your show and he commented on this issue in sort of a hopeless manner, saying that <laughs> it's too late for Hillsborough. The town's already built up. We're not like New York, where the where the city grew up around the subway. Um, and he said he just made it sound like there's no way that this is a hopeless issue. I don't agree with his comments or the accuracy of them. I don't think they were accurate. But I would like for your guests to comment on uh, what what State Senator Brandeis was saying last week on your show. Well, thank you, Rebecca, for being a regular listener. We really appreciate that. And I don't know whether my guests uh, had the opportunity to hear Jeff Brandis, but he was on the show last week. Jeff Brandis, of course, is a Florida State Senator who's leaving now due to term limits. And he's starting a think tank that's focusing on developing policy for four of what he says are Florida's major problems, and one of those problems is transportation. But um, on this show, he was all about pushing electric vehicles as a way to uh, increase our transportation options and wanted uh, to develop the infrastructure to support electric vehicles. He said that may help us reduce our carbon footprint, which of course is true, but I don't see how that would really solve our transportation problems because it's still cars on the road. Um, So uh, that was one of the things he talked about. And and as our listener said, as Rebecca pointed out, he was pretty pessimistic about us being able to develop a a reliable uh, and frequent transit system in this area because it hasn't been historically part of our development plan.
1: So, I mean, I reject that pessimism entirely. I, okay. I think certainly, I mean, looking at electrification, I mean, that, that can make a lot of sense. But in terms of the major corridors in the county, I think of a place like Big Bend Road or certainly in the city, there are opportunities to move people between where they work, where they want where they want to hang out, where they live, more efficiently than just with single-occupant vehicles, because that, that's what creates the congestion. And certainly, this is always going to be—it's I mean, too big, big of a county. I mean, this, this were a, if this county were its own city, we'd be the 10th largest in the United States. There is going always going to be a place for folks who, who need to drive themselves. We're not seeking to change that at all. That we're was seeking- his
0: point, that he said something like um, only two—that surveys have shown only 2% of the people would use rapid transit if it was available.
2: I, that's actually not true. The county has done surveys of just unincorporated county where we get questions a lot. How, do, how are you going to get support out there? Right. Mm-hmm. That That's where people feel like it may be a problem for this type of investment, that voters aren't convinced that it's a good thing. They did a survey when they were looking at putting this back on the ballot of just unincorporated residents. 15% of them said that they would ride transit if it was available and it was effective. 15% might not sound like a lot, but when our ridership is 3%, if you look at other cities throughout the state, if 15% of unincorporated residents were able to take transit to work, that would make a huge impact. Of course, electric cars are good. They're good for the environment. They're the direction that we hope you know, the market is heading. But at the same time, they take up as much space on the road mm-hmm. as any other vehicle. 700,000 new residents are going to be moving to Hillsborough County in the next 30 years. That's the population of Miami and Orlando moving to Hillsborough County. If they all bring two electric vehicles with them, we're still in a world of hurt. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Rebecca. Thank you. Um, so is there money in this plan for the electrification uh, infrastructure that would be needed for electric cars, though?
1: Certainly for, for from a Hart perspective, for Fleet, absolutely. I mean, oh, there, there's no question that I think Hart, Hart could look into that. And, and yeah, I think in terms of you know, EV infrastructure, I mean... Isn't yeah, that I,
0: one of the priorities for the Biden infrastructure bill? So... Uh, would it make sense that if we had this 30-year revenue stream and we were able to be competitive on those federal dollars that some of it would go to electrification uh, infrastructure?
1: Yeah, exactly, because with, with electrification, I mean, that there's a little bit of a chicken and the egg. Do You deploy all the vehicles, but it, you do have to have the, the charging equipment in you know, a mm. fairly perva- you know, pervasive network that doesn't exist yet. But yeah, there's no question that for the, this, this funding could go to make a more sustainable future for Hart uh, in addition to having a better funded one.
0: You're listening to Midpoint on WMNF Community Radio, and we are talking with Tyler Hudson, Christina Barker, and Kevin O'Hare, the team for the All for Transportation ballot initiative. Um, Their ballot initiative, their referendum to pass a transportation tax uh, for Hillsborough County will be on your Hillsborough County ballot in November. If you have questions or comments about the transportation tax, give us a call at 813-239-9663. You can email us at dj at wmnf.org or you can text us at 813-433-0885. I have Doug from Clearwater on the line. Doug, you're on the air. Doug? Thank you.
3: Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, no, I've only got one thing to say. It's like... Doug,
0: did we lose high- you?
3: No, I'm still here.
0: Okay, well, collect your thoughts and tell us what's your comment or question.
2: There's a
3: high cost to high high speed rail, but come on, what are we all... I'm going to keep my language silent. What are we all complaining about? High speed
0: rail is your question about high speed rail? Okay, I think we lost Doug here. All okay. right, thanks for your call, though. Uh, there's no high-speed rail in the proposal plans, is there?
1: Yeah, what this funds from a transit perspective is a a, a competent, uh, adequately funded and bus system. Um, things like you know, high-speed rail or monorails or gondolas. The, the, this that, 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 this doesn't fund that. This funds a a well an adequate. Bus system, which a lot of other Sun Belt cities have, and which we're going to need to accommodate the growth we're having.
0: So, so people should not consider this initiative as something that's going to bring us a light rail system, say, from downtown Tampa to the
1: airport. It could. I mean, there's the the goal of this plan is to not foreclose the best option for the next thirty years. Thirty year period's a long time. If you think about how bad be- you know how much worse things have gotten over the last thirty years. Things could get that much better, I think, in, in the thirty to come. But the focus of this initially is on an adequate bus system, because that is the core of any public transit system in the United States.
2: And this is a thirty year investment this is a 30 year investment. We don't pretend to know what the problems 25 years now are gonna require. There is no light rail plans in the city plans and heart plans and the Tampa, uh, the MPO plans. Right now, we need to build up our local service. We need to add bus service. We need to look at options like ferry and expanding the streetcar and adding BRT to connect downtown to Tampa, downtown Tampa, to the airport, to USF, to other job centers. Um, I think that if you, Support rail, then we should be building our transit system to accommodate better transit. But right now that's not in the plan. If you don't support rail, this is a 30 year investment, right? And we're going to have millions of conversations over the next 30 years around what modes are best. But this isn't about picking a mode. It's about having an investment in our transit system. So we have the luxury of having those conversations.
0: Yeah, I have an email or a text from Rich in Brooksville who says, One solution would be smaller, more frequent buses every 15 minutes. I would utilize them. Um, So that's from one of our listeners who wants smaller, more frequent uh, buses. And then we have uh, Charles in Tampa who says, part of the goal with electric vehicles is robo-taxis. Assuming level five autonomous driving does does actually happen within any of our lifetimes, there's supposed to be a fleet of driverless taxis that can come and pick us up and drop us off so we don't all need to own one or two cars per household. There are, of course, voices pointing out the potential for that to just mean even more cars on the road, thus increasing rather than alleviating gridlock. We'll see. That's from Charles in Tampa. Um,
1: and these are all really interesting thoughts, but this campaign is focused on the here and the now. And the here and the now is that Hillsborough County is one of the most dangerous places to drive, to ride a bike, or right. just to walk down the sidewalk. We, we, we have you know, fatality injury numbers that rival, almost rival New York City. I mean, New York City. Those are the problems that this plan can address immediately upon passage. And is it going to be a down payment to figure out better mobility options for down the road? Yes, absolutely. But we know the problems right now. It's gaps in sidewalks. It's roads that aren't wide enough. It's, to your point, crazy traffic lights that never seem to make sense. It costs money to fix those things, and we don't have any. And that's the opportunity that voters are going to have in November. To change that, we all put a little bit in. We all put a little bit of investment in with our daily purchases, and that can have a transformative impact. It will have a transformative impact on what this place looks like.
2: And a third of the revenue Speak is the third of the revenue is base is paid for by visitors and commuters. Right now, we have people driving into our county from other counties to work to visit. They're not paying anything into the transportation system. So when you think about the 340 million, a third of that is coming from people who do not live here
0: but are on our roads, exactly, and clogging our roads. You know, I personally live in urban Tampa and a couple of years ago I bought an electric bike because my transportation needs are basically all within a five mile radius of my home. And I thought I could get my car off the road most of the time. But truthfully, this electric bike sits in my garage because I'm petrified to use it on Tampa streets. I'm not a trail rider. I just want to get to the grocery store or go downtown for entertainment. But we mostly don't have protected bike lanes. We have those sharrows painted on the streets which do nothing to protect a rider from traffic and it's really very scary. So I personally would like to know will the tax do anything to improve city bike routes? City bike routes.
1: Yeah, so the the about you know, 54% of Speak the funding, up, about 54% of the funding is going to, go to you know kind of surface level improvements. We'll call it, you know, roads and things like that. 12% of that is dedicated for bike pedestrian safety improvements to build out a pedestrian and bike network throughout the entire county the cities that are inside of Tampa, Temple Terrace and Plant City to afford folks like you who have made the investment in making, having a car optional lifestyle actually use it. Because you're right, right now, if, if everyone has bikes and all we're dealing with is sharrows and folks who, who aren't paying attention while they're driving because there's you know, their cars on the road, it's not going to work. And while adding new, r- widening roads, things like that th- are expensive, this, is, this will have enough money to do that, especially in the areas where we need it. Things like bike and pedestrian infrastructure, that's not as expensive. So some of the funding that this can do will be transformative. And it doesn't t- necessarily take you know 10 years to build a protected bike lane. So by voting for this, you can see immediate impact in your community in a matter of, I mean, in some cases, they'll be able to deploy things in a matter of months. Um, but certainly in, 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 a, in a couple of years, like you'll, you'll see the benefits of a robust, integrated network. It's not going to be the occasional protected bike lane here and there. It's all going to connect and it must connect.
0: Well, that would be great. Um, so I have to ask you before uh, you have to leave us. We had a school tax referendum on the August ballot and it failed. In fact, there was a school tax ballot question in all or most of the counties in all of West Central Florida. Um including uh, Republican counties like Pasco and Hernando. And Hillsborough, Blue County, was the only school tax referendum to fail among all of those in this region. Um, So why do you think the school tax failed? And does that worry you about this transportation tax in Hillsborough?
1: I'm not sure. I mean, I, I certainly supported it. I mean, folks, we, we need to have great schools and a great transportation system. And we certainly don't see those as, as mutually exclusive at all. If anything, they're, they're compatible, but we're, we're really focused on, on, on transportation. We are focused on, and that has impacts for, for parents of school children, right? You, you'll, you can go out in the county and find kids who are walking to school, get on the bus stop in a shoulder, not even on a sidewalk. So this is going to have an impact on on school kids, on parents of, of school aged children, but on the politics in terms of why that fell. A little, and it was very close, I'd say. I mean, it, it was
0: it was close, but it was the only one to fail in this whole West Central Florida region, which uh, you know I thought was interesting. So I guess I, I I would ask: Do you see any significant differences in the political climate or the economic climate from the end of August to? what we think will be you know the climate in November um, from the or or any significant differences from the last time um, in 2018 when the tax passed
2: there are clearly different challenges that we have today in 2022 than we did in 2018 but we had our fair share of challenges and critics in 2018 as well I think that the school's referendum, has no impact on how we see our success in November. It was a completely different type of tax. It was a property tax. Um, It was going, I think voters are smarter than we give them credit for. And and they made a decision on that and albeit incredibly close. And all of us, I think personally supported schools. We need good schools. We need good roads. But as it affects November for us, it's apples and oranges.
0: All right. Well, yeah, it was a very different kind of tax. The uh, school tax was a property tax and uh, this is a sales tax on goods uh, that you buy. Um, We have a text message here who says, in nature, uncontrolled growth of an organism is cancer. Tampa Bay is currently metastasizing. The development we need to add revenue to sustain and improve what we already have is gradually destroying us. The only way out is a robust state tax. Uh, well, that is certainly a radical solution. That I, I would <laughs> say, you know,
2: we, we have been waiting around for a generation for someone else to come in and fix this problem for us. And if we are going to keep waiting for that, we should not expect any difference in the results that we've been getting, which are terrible. So right now, voters have a chance to take that into their own hands and do something about it and make an investment. What is a very minor investment for such a large problem. So we're not waiting around for the state or for the federal government to come in and fix this for us. We want to do it ourselves
0: we have uh jeff smith uh sent us an email who says awesome show yes transportation is our greatest struggle in hillsborough county in my opinion this situation is exacerbated by an incredibly high incidence of poor and discourteous and dangerously selfish driving combined with a police force that simply refuses to give out traffic tickets for many common offenses okay let's an opinion. Uh, and then he goes on to say, regarding Heartline, how is it justifiable that Heartline can cut roots, which are lifelines for a large segment of the population when their CEO has a gross salary of upwards of $300,000 a year? Would it be too much trouble to pay the drivers a living wage? Their mechanics are unionized. Why not the drivers? Really appreciate your guests and the great work they are undertaking. Signed, Jeff in Tampa. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of people think that you know, the administrative uh, end of Heartline is really like bloated and overpaid compared to the on the on the line people like bus drivers. And it makes it so difficult for us to recruit and retain enough bus operators. Um,
2: I would say that, you know, Heart has had five CEOs in the last six years. We haven't done a good job of retu- recruiting and retaining leadership for Heart either. Um, the new CEO, Annalie LeGrand, is incredibly qualified. Uh, she is someone who, when this investment passes the ballot in November, is going to be the leader for Hart right now that really implements change. C- clearly, they need to raise salaries for, for their bus drivers. They need to recruit and retain good employees It is unacceptable that Hart continues to cut routes, but that is not their choice. That is the choice of this community who has not funded them in the past, of our elected leadership who has not funded them in the past, of our state who has not funded them. Hart would continue to cut routes if it wasn't for the COVID funding that they received over the last couple of years. And it is a tragedy. And for many people, it is a lifeline that they are getting cut off. It's unacceptable. That's what this funding is going to change.
0: All right, um, let me turn to Kevin O'Hare now. Kevin O'Hare is with us also. You're the campaign manager for All for Transportation, um, and it's up to you, I guess, to make the community understand uh, some of the things that we've been talking about here on the radio about why this ballot referendum should pass. Uh, so tell us, Kevin, what what do you intend to do about that? How are you going to educate the community and get them excited about this referendum and ready to vote yes come November?
4: Well, thanks, Shelley, for having me on. And, uh, you know, I think that it's not really up to me. It's up to the voters here in Hillsborough County. And, uh, you know, I approach this issue really as every person in Hillsborough County has a story to tell about their transportation experience. And I'm willing to bet that it's probably not very positive, no matter where you live in Hillsborough County for myself personally, you know, I grew up in East Hillsborough. I grew up in Valrico, I live in the city now. Um, Tampa has been my home ever since I moved here when I was nine months old. So I've been here for a while. And uh, for my family, you know, I, to your last question on your last caller, um, when my parents uh, during the great recession my father lived in ybor my mother lived in varico and my family fell on hard times and my father had to get rid of his car and living in ybor city we relied on the number eight bus on heart to get from ybor city to the brandon mall where my mother who lived out in varico had to drive on state road 60 over to the brandon mall 30 minutes in traffic on five o'clock in a rush hour on a friday where we meet my father and then sit on the bus for roughly an hour and a half just to get over to his place for Friday dinner. And I think about that story a lot because... There are many folks in Hillsborough County who have that relationship with transportation, where getting from point A to point B is losing time with your family. It's losing time with your loved ones. It's losing time getting to just the basic necessities of life. And I think that this campaign is really about highlighting those stories because everyone has a story to tell. And everyone knows that, like Christina said earlier, we have the power in our hands to make a decision this November. And I'm very confident that Hillsborough County voters will make the right decision.
0: Well what can they what what are some things that people who do support this tax can do now to help it pass?
4: Well, first, uh, we'd love to have folks come and get involved with this campaign. You know, like Christina said in 2018 and in 2022, this is a citizens led movement. This is something that needs the buy-in of folks in every single community from Waimama to Lutz to Tampa, the Plant City, the Temple Terrace. We need folks, uh, to really get involved in their communities and talk about transportation. Really first and foremost, starting with talking with your neighbors. You know, there's been a lot of misinformation that's gone out, um, about the campaign and about the referendum, but more importantly, there are really uh, solid bread and butter issues that are facing Hillsborough county voters uh, whether that 's on their commute whether that 's walking to school whether that 's getting to your doctor 's appointment and having those real honest personal conversations is a great place to start so start with first talking to your neighbors having those conversations about the pothole that you try to miss every day on your dr- what drive out of the neighborhood um, and really going from there you, you know you can get involved by going to all for transportation on Facebook we actually have our office opening this uh, tomorrow uh, five o 'clock in the or city you can find our address on our facebook page we have an event all set up we'd love for you to come out we'll have a lot of our team there you can come meet us you can also meet some of the other folks that are involved in this movement and you know again this is really a friends and family event you know we did this in 2018 and it was uh we've approached 2022 really as a place where you know folks didn't think it could happen in 2018 and we proved them wrong hillsborough county voters do care about transportation and we're confident in 2022 with the help of voters, we're going to be uh, in a good place in November.
0: So, are people like going to have yard signs? Are there going to be mailers? Oh, for are sure. There going to be like <laughs> pamphlets that they can share with each other and discuss. The issues
4: around the referendum? Oh, yeah. Um, we already have uh, I know Tally and Christina are, are fully booked from here until November going to every single coffee meeting, neighborhood association that they can get into. And of course, if you have a neighborhood association that you'd like to have uh, our team come and present, go ahead and email me, Kevin, at allfortransportation.com. com. would love to hear from you uh, and get you involved in the campaign and have someone come over and share some information. But yes, at our office opening, we will have yard signs. We'll have some information to share with folks they can take home and pass around their community and we'll also have a number of events to talk directly to voters between now and November. So we're going to have a jam-packed schedule. There's, I believe, I didn't look at my counter this morning, around 55, 56 days until Election Day. Um, so it's going to be over before you know it, and uh, we need your help. So now,
0: We have a number of county commissioners who voted to put this referendum on the ballot who are also running for re-election to their seats this this time. So I can, can I assume that... Uh, that they are in favor of the referendum as part of their platform, too. We have Mariella Smith, Kimberly Overman, Harry Cohn. uh, They're all running for re-election. And I know that uh, Angela Birdsong is the Democrat running against Ken Hagan for election, who I believe is also a supporter of the referendum. Um, So um, I, I think people should probably, you know... Uh, confirm that as they as they meet their elected uh, officials and people running for election, and they should talk to their candidates about about this referendum as well, right?
2: Yeah, if you're a candidate running for office in Hillsborough County and you're trying to convince people that transportation's not a problem, that's not a real credible place to be. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So, uh, do you want to tell us about the plans for the kickoff?
4: Yeah, sure. Um, So we're going to get started around five o'clock. We're going to be in Ybor City. Again, you can find our address on our Facebook page. We have all the information to get involved there. We're going to have a couple of speakers. Tyler and Christina will be there. They'll kind of kick off the event and talk a bit more about the plan broadly. Um, We'll have a couple of uh, local electeds that'll join us as well for the evening. And really, again, this is a friends and family event. You know, bring everyone you want down. Uh, We really want to have this to be uh, an open campaign. And uh, to be quite frank, you know, we need every person in Hillsborough County, Republican, Democrat, independent, no matter where you live, no matter who you are or what you do, uh, you're a part of this county and your vote matters, and your vote matters on this issue. And, uh, that's really what tomorrow is going to kind of be a highlight of is, is bringing the gang back together and getting started. Uh, <laughs> you know, Hillsborough County voters have seen this issue three times in the past decade. Uh, this will be the third time, and I'm pretty confident that with our partners at the county commission and uh, our partners in the community, you know, we're going to be successful in November.
0: Yeah, you say you're bringing the band back together. Last time when you had to collect petitions, you had a huge cadre of local citizens going door to door, which um, on the one hand, you know, was a huge effort for your campaign. But on the other hand, it really served to educate the community about the need for the referendum. And I and, you know, I, I have to believe that that's one of the reasons why it passed. You don't you don't have that cadre of people knocking doors this time, do you? Or are you looking for volunteers to do that?
4: So we are, yes, um, we're going to be out talking to voters. And if you want to volunteer, definitely um, come to our office opening and you'll learn more about ways to get involved. Um, And, you know, the petition gathering operation uh, was really a labor of love. And I think, you know, again, um, folks got involved in that issue because we gave people an outlet to get involved. And that's what we're doing in November. You have an ability to make a difference in this community and it starts with your ballot box in November.
0: All right. I want to thank my guests today from the All for Transportation campaign, Tyler Hudson, Christina Barker, and Kevin O'Hare for joining us on Midpoint today. I wish them luck with the ballot referendum, which Hillsborough County residents will have the chance to vote on in the election in November. Um, you can go to the All for Transportation kickoff tomorrow at their office in Ebor City if you want to learn more about it. Maybe pick up a yard sign if you're in favor of the uh, referendum um, or sign up to be a door knocker and talk to your neighbors about the transportation referendum. If you joined us late in the show, feel free to go back and listen on demand from the Midpoint archives at WMNF.org slash Midpoint or on the WMNF app, or you can find us at WMNF Midpoint wherever you get your podcasts. And you can uh, put a link to the show on your Facebook page, Christina, um, and or on your website uh, so people can hear uh, what you had to say about the referendum today. I also want to thank our WMNF volunteers who make this show go, Christina or Jessica Green on the soundboard and Barbara Fling who answers the phones for us. And as always, I thank you, the WMNF listeners, for your interest and support of Midpoint. If you enjoyed the show, please consider dropping a tip in the tip jar and please direct your donation to MPW Midpoint Wednesday. Stay tuned for Talking Animals with Duncan Strauss. Up next, we are WMNF Tampa. We
3: Tampa.